Hi, welcome to Salt and Burn This. I'm Sammy. And I'm Valerie. And this is our Supernatural Rewatch podcast. Each week, we're going to break down an episode in order with lots of details, so nothing's left out. (laughs) And we throw in some personal nuggets and stories and research to mix it up just a little bit. Because not only are we fans of the show, but like Sam and Dean, we've also had our fill of road trips. Yeah, but for theater, not for hunting ghosts and demons. And not in a super sexy muscle car. Anyway, shall we? We shall. Thanksgiving is passed. Up... <laughs> huh? Sorry. I just looked up. This was really stupid. I thought it was a little dim in here, so I looked up into the light to see if there were any bulbs out. So now I can't see. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> you looked at a light? I looked directly into the light. Uh... There is one There is one bulb out, but um, the others are fine. <laughs> oh, good. Very good. Thanksgiving has passed. Thanksgiving has passed. It is now the time of Christmas. <sighs> I'm going to get a tree this week. Oh, I'm nice. get my tree. I'm going to put away my Thanksgiving decorations. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put out my one Christmas decoration, and I'm going to get a tree. Because last year I waited way too long, and I felt I felt bad that I when I finally did get the tree, I was like, I don't have time to decorate it. Yeah, and I was like, no, this tree gave its life to sit in my, yeah. you know, in my living room and just be like, are you gonna ever decorate me? Yeah, and I did, but then it was like immediately, I then had to undecorate it, and so yeah, take do they a tree have a lot of kill it slowly? Yeah, do they have a lot of Christmas tree shops there, like the stands? They they do actually. Um, I guess because the mountains are, you know, just right yeah. there. So yeah, yeah, there's probably good to access to have a Christmas tree farm. Chuck them down, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to any like farm farms, but there are a number of of the stands, the pop up stands. Um, I remember in New York there was one that was like just down the road from our apartment. I was like, there's one just great. down the road of any apartment. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, because in, in 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 Kansas and most of the Midwest, there's just not a lot of like real tree stands. Evergreens. Yeah, I mean they sell them at the big box stores. They sell them at. Um, Oh. Lowe's and Home Depot L- and stuff Lowe's. like that, which I yeah. forgot. But yeah, just like a nice little local, basically farm stand. Um, yeah, it's the place they used to sell pumpkins, and now they're selling you know, yeah. trees. <laughs> <laughs> so I like it. I'm excited. Um, I I enjoy that part of uh, the holidays. Yeah. My my nephews asked me like what what my favorite holiday was, and I said you know. Christmas really stresses me out. I think I, I mean, I like Thanksgiving because it's, you know, we just kind of come together mm-hmm. and, and eat, you know, and, and be together. But Christmas, there's just so much stress over finding the right present, mm-hmm. you know, not spending too much money, making yeah. sure it arrives in time, you know, and, and the, the level of disappointment that, I mean, having younger nieces and nephews, it's like you don't want to disappoint them. You want them to have yeah. the happiest, you know, that you didn't always have. Mm-hmm. And and your parents have the expectations of the greatest Christmas ever, you know. So there's just so much pressure. 
Yeah. Um, so not looking forward to Christmas. I mean, I love the season. I do love the season. Um, I'm just not looking forward to the actual Christmas. No. I also don't like Christmas just because I've been so jaded over the so many years that I've worked in retail and or food service during Christmas time. Oh, yes. Because right. it's you know, immediately you're just inundated with 24 hours of Christmas music, whether you like it or not. Um, right. <laughs> right. And also the people, people just turn into assholes around Christmas time. Entitled mm -hmm. little assholes. Entitled. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. So... It's hard for me still, even though I haven't really been in the retail world. I guess it's only been three or four years, but I'm still not ready to really just jump into Christmas spirit. Right. Right. And in these past few years, you know, being with somebody who is Christmas crazy, you know, today <laughs> we just unloaded all of the bins and bins and bins of Christmas decor from the attic. I've already suffered a casualty, by the way. <laughs> I think I broke my ring finger and my thumb <laughs> on my left hand. <laughs> oh my God, see? Yeah. <laughs> That's called burying the lead. Right. Just so you know, you're supposed to present with that. Start with that. <laughs> oh my God, what happened? I was in the attic trying to grab stuff and there was a big black trash bag which usually is filled with like, stuffed animals and stuff or soft things and i picked it up and it was really heavy and i like kind of fumbled you know because it was heavier than you were expecting so i lost my grip right and it was like a, a, a circular metal stand i think something like really sh sharp edge oh, uh or at least God. a and right. it like Somehow I, you know, dropped it right on those two fingers and oh my God. cursed up a storm. Uh, yeah. made me, it made me cry. It hurts so bad. Did, are was, they, this is Dr. Valerie speaking. Are uh -huh. they, did they bruise up? Do you have different color? Do you have any blood pooling around the, the, the site? No, this one had a, my ring finger had a gash and it immediately swelled up. Like, it was just, like, a nice little bump. You know, I put ice on it right away. Uh, my thumb, there's really nothing visual that I can see. It just hurts. Hurts. And so now I have them, until I can get a splint or two, I have them, like, three Band-Aids on each one so I can't bend them. Keep them stiff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just uh, when I when I broke my toe, it turned the most amazing colors. So that's mm -hmm. something to look for is the blood pooling in the... Uh, at the, the joint where you No, would... I broke my pinky a few years ago. I don't remember if it turned any crazy colors, but it it's like now crooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. Uh -oh. Just another reason to, to dislike Christmas. It's okay. <laughs> Damn you, Santa! <laughs> So remind no. me, what episode are we talking about today? <laughs> this would be number three in the beginning. Okay. Do you have the right notes? Did you watch the right one? I, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. <laughs> I just want to make sure that we're talking, doing the same thing. Doing the, we are. On the same we page. have not done this imagine... one yet. 
had we sat down to do the podcast when we planned to do yeah. it, I would have not had the right episode <laughs> and you would have been like, what the fuck? Well. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Season four, episode three. That's the one. In the beginning. Back to the future, Castiel sends Dean to 1973 Lawrence, Kansas, where he meets a nice young couple named John and Mary Winchester, Dean's parents. And Mary has a secret. Written by Jeremy Carver and directed by Steve Boyum. Back to the future. Oddly enough, they only make a couple of references. I, to yeah, Back to I the was, future. when I first watched it, I expected way more Back to the Future jokes yeah. after like the first couple of them. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is going to be, because wasn't there one <laughs> that they just did? Oh, it was pop culture one right after the other. It was like, it doesn't matter. There are not that many Back to the Future jokes. So, um, of course, the the title, I'm always going to reference the title uh, in the beginning. Clearly, it's from the, the Bible, the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um first words <laughs> in genesis the first four words are in the beginning um god created heavens and earth uh in the three words why did i write four god created heavens and earth that's five so i can't count so in the beginning the first three words i'm gonna actually fix that note because it's staring at me <laughs> That's all. That's all I wanted to say is it's from okay. the Bible and it it's from real. the beginning of the Bible. Okay. Yeah. So this is from the um, beginning of the series, at least in the recap. They show like the very, very top of the, yes. the fire, you know, get your little brother, get out of here, Mary, you know, all that. The, um, there's also some scenes focusing on yellow eyes. We re-intro cast just in case we forgot. And the cult <laughs> comes back up. Yeah. And we revisit the death of yellow eyes. And the um, God commanded it, you know, the, the the words from Castiel to Dean, you know. Yeah, yeah, God we have work for it, you so. kind of thing. Yeah. So there's a, a bit of map quest in this one. There hasn't been in a while. Um, mm -hmm. But at one point in time, Lawrence, Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, Haleyville, Kansas, which is not real. There is a Haleyville, Alabama right next door. Hmm. Uh, but there is no Haleyville, Kansas. Um, and there's also a brief moment of Colorado in this episode. I don't know where that's the Colorado, beginning, but there's. Oh no, that's uh, um... no. It's getting it, it's being where to... what's his name lives. That episode with the vampires. Yes. I think that we knew where they were, but I can't. I don't have that information in front of me. Yeah, I just nor, don't remember which. Nor am I going to look it up. But okay, yeah, it's the guy who has the cult, right? In 1973. Yes. Yes. Is in Colorado. Yes. Which I'm just going to say, Dean says, I can go to Colorado and get the cult. It's like minimum six hour drive from Lawrence, yeah. Kansas to the edge of Colorado. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Packs me up. I know. I'll go get it could it. be anywhere from between six hours and 14 hours. Like, yeah. Because it takes, <laughs> I, I've driven from... Or from Topeka, which is the similar, it's like 20 minutes away from Lawrence, to Grand Junction, Colorado, which is like all the way on the western edge. All the way, <laughs> the yeah. And that's Oof. not counting also the, the, the north and the southern parts of Colorado, which take maybe even a little bit longer, depending on longer the highways and to... stuff that you need to take. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, 
I was thinking on my, cause I did just drive to Wisconsin and back for the holiday. Um, that we never see like Sam and Dean stuck in traffic. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or go from them, go, go from those moments where they're like, we have to get there. And usually it's like the next thing we see is like car driving off. We see the taillights and then room and then they're mm-hmm. there. We never see them just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we got to get there, but it's six hours away. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or on a highway. Another... They're always on like a back mountain road back or roads. country road. Yes. Never on a highway. Never a highway. That way, that, that way, they don't have to, you know, deal with um, accidents. And because <laughs> yes. one of the freeways I was on, all lanes were shut down because of an accident. We had oh, to find God. another route. Yeah, that was not good. Um, yeah. Things like that. That's a whole nother. Yeah. That's all the the B footage that we don't see on Supernatural. <laughs> it's just Sam and Dean bored out of their gourds, <laughs> taking those six hour drives to go pick up I the know. cold and then drive back and then get back yeah. into the action. <laughs> Side so, note, did you notice how many, were there a lot of cops on the road when you went to and from uh, oddly uh, Wisconsin? Enough, no. Oh my God. No more than I would say usually. Wow. I, I did not see a lot. Wow. Going from the city to Pennsylvania, two hours, loaded with cops. Like oh. I saw more cops that trip than any of the other trips combined. <laughs> wow. It was so many cops. I was kind of hoping for more cops because there were a ton of a-holes on yeah. the road. I mean, you're doing 75, 80 in a 70 zone and people are still driving up on you. Mm-hmm. And not only driving up on you, but like not even waiting for you to pull out of that lane before they're like speeding past you. I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. You just wanted to take my mirror off as you go? Yes, you're a better driver than me, okay? That, oh, Yeah, I wish there were more cops, honestly. Right. But. Okay, so that was our recap. And yeah. now we see Sam sneaking out of their motel room, the Willow Tree Motel, yep. uh, to meet Ruby in her own muscle car. <laughs> yes, a 1970s Mach 1 Mustang. Oh, nice. You knew what it was. Yeah, dang. It was a sweet car. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to do a motel, uh, a bit about the motel. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. I noticed uh, it was kind of, I want to say it was like a 60s, 70s vibe. It wasn't like overly decorative, like hit you over the head. But on the bedside table, there was an ashtray. <laughs> there was a rotary phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, Wow. The phone itself, okay, but an ashtray in the motels, yeah. that's really telling about the, the time period. Yeah. So Dean is sleeping. He's having nightmares when Cass pops in, says one phrase, you have to stop it, and then presses two fingers to Dean's forehead, Boop. booping Dean off into another place. A, a park bench. <laughs> a park bench in the middle of the a day. Park bench. Yeah. That actually uh, scared me. There was like a bit of a jump scare. Like like Dean was having like nightmares or he's having memories of hell. And when he mm-hmm. like jolts awake and sees Castiel, yeah. I, and when he jolted, I jolted. I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 oh, he got me. It was scary. <laughs> so, so yeah, he... so Dean wakes up on a park yeah. bench mm-hmm. with a cop saying, buddy, you know, gotta get out of here. here. 
Yeah. Gotta get out of here. Yeah, so Dean tries to look at his cell phone. It's not working. And then he notices a diner across the street hops in uh, where he sees a handsome stranger sitting at the counter. Did you see the, the bench that he was sleeping on? There was an advertisement. Did you see what it was? Yes. Yes. It was for Tab Soda. Absolutely. Which was uh, the writer, Jeremy Carver's idea. Uh, by the way, there was a commentary on this. Uh, oh, it was a really, really good commentary because it was Eric Kripke, Jeremy Carver, and oh, maybe the director was a part of it too. But one of them didn't really, it was mostly Eric talking. He kind of like commandeered <laughs> the conversation. <laughs> but it was just like really good, juicy writer stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you are anyone out there an aspiring writer script writer or you know want to work in tv these are the good kind of commentaries you want to listen to because they kind of give you the ins and outs of how you know writing something works and like the the creative process the brainstorming process very cool i really enjoyed it so but um what they say about the tab cola advertisement uh, they were just like that was like jeremy's little idea to uh really pinpoint that they were in a certain time period time. before they solidified right. that they were somewhere else. Yeah. So he sees a handsome stranger, asks where he is. He is in Lawrence, Kansas. Obviously yep. not where he was before in the <laughs> hotel room. <laughs> right. I thought it was something hit me later on in the episode that uh, obviously Lawrence, their idea of Lawrence, Kansas is just like any town USA. Mm hmm. But I was hoping, or I was thinking, would Dean have recognized any part of Lawrence, Kansas, um, even in, in the 70s? And probably not, because things changed so much. But there was just, mm -hmm. that kind of popped up in my head, like, would he have recognized where he was eventually? Right. And so, so yeah, in this in this diner, there's, uh, he's clearly having a rough time, and he looks like he's having a, having a hard time, because the handsome stranger guy is like, you okay? Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> you, you doing okay? Orders Dean a coffee, mm -hmm. which, you know, in Back to the Future, Marty ends up getting a coffee when he asks for a diet tab or something, or diet Coke or something, diet Pepsi, because it's a Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're already jumping right into the Back to the Future essence, even yeah. if it's not flat out references. Yeah. There's a Star Trek reference. <laughs> yes, there's a Star Trek reference uh, guarding Dean's cell phone because the handsome stranger's like, yeah, okay, buddy. Can you use that to call the Enterprise or whatever it was? Yeah, right, whatever. Yep. And then he laughs at the waiter who was dressed in total groovy hippie gear, uh, which <laughs> I guess uh, either the writer or the director wanted everyone to be dressed like this. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't have it in the budget. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, the costume he had like the fur vest. Oh you know, yeah, uh, it was it was great. To the I times. mean, it, it was very appropriate that Dean mentioned you know Sonny and Cher broke up. Ha ha ha! You know, cool guy. Uh huh. Oh yeah, which my guy then made so crushed. Yeah, like, wait, what? Are you serious? They broke up. Yeah. Mm. And that's when Dean finally perks up and takes a look at his surroundings. And then yep. he sees all the people dressed how they are dressed, uh, in yep. very vintage fashion, the the jukebox, uh, the the lack the of electronics. Of, <laughs> yeah, the price of food on the wall. Yeah, you know, like a buck twenty five for burger and fries. Yeah, 
and then takes yeah. a look at the handsome strangers newspaper which is from 1973 right when um president rickson resigned rickson did i say rickson <laughs> nixon you did president <laughs> nixon resigns and then a, a guy walks in kind of interrupts dean's uh revelry and uh it's like howdy corporal or something how you doing corporal winchester. and speaking to to john no he calls winchester, oh, hey, winchester. and then they both corporal. turn around ah that's right he says hey winchester mm -hmm. but then he's then he says something about you know good to see you back corporal yeah you know so john is just back from from vietnam yeah um and still looking quite uh, fresh <laughs> fresh yes 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 <laughs> well well no i don't mean i mean like fresh but um hopeful like he doesn't seem to be too right he's down not by like the typical by right the exactly it's yeah. bad it wasn't vietnam that got to him it was <laughs> right it was, yeah. it was the next the next thing the next thing so and as soon as dean realizes that it's dad it's like rambler man that's been playing on the jukebox kind of fades down and mm -hmm. like that concerning metallic music kind of fades in and it's like dun dun this isn't a good thing that yeah. he's stumbled across dad but also funny. it's like a, oh what is happening what's happening yeah Splash. 1973 is one thing yeah dad, dad is, another. is another so after the title splash we see john now we know it's john <laughs> walking down, I guess, Main Street on, on his way to go run some errands. And Dean is following him. Um, he turns a corner and instead of seeing John, boom, there's Castiel. Mm -hmm. and, and once again, Dean's like, oh God, you know, quit with the popping up. But uh, he makes a uh, Back to the Future reference about, you know, would you guys get your hands on a DeLorean to send me yeah. back in time? But he mentions like, time is fluid. You can bend it. But I but that like doesn't give Dean any solid answers. You know, he's like, okay, yeah. so you can send me back in time, but why? Yeah. Like, but what, then what's going on? But then Cass just poofs before he gets an answer. All he just says yep. is the same thing, you have to stop it, which is the yeah. most vague instruction ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so um Kripke did say like he talked about Cass's costume a little bit, like the classic oh, the trench, trench coat. coat and he said this was a total nod to a comic book from a comic book called hellblazer the character is john constantine not related to the keanu reeves movie constantine okay um i but... wondered about that because i've seen that written before i'm like really <laughs> yeah no it's <laughs> a no. different a different constantine or at least a different um universe of of that one but Anyway, he was a huge fan of that comic book. I'm not familiar with it, but he did say that was a huge inspiration for the show. So was, um, I forgot the name of the book, but this one I have read. It's by Neil Gaiman. I think it's called like, Good Omens. And when I did read that book, which was after the show, there are so many things <laughs> that are the same. There's even a character called Crowley. Uh, so, Stop, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was, I never really had known about like, Cass's costume. Back, his back, his costume's backstory. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, you know what? It works 100%. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. so, 
Anyway, John is in a car lot looking at a VW bus, which is one of yes. my favorite cars ever. <laughs> I so badly would love a VW bus, like a nice vintage one. I know they're making them new again, but hmm. no, I would want like a nice old <laughs> rickety 60s, I, 70s. I can see you driving a VW bus. Um, and I think they are just the most groovy cars ever. <laughs> We could hear you coming for miles. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh. Dean comes by like a stalker, uh, <laughs> introducing says, himself like, as Dean Van Halen, which Van is Halen. hilarious. That made me laugh. It really it it made me laugh because I wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. I truly wasn't expecting because he wasn't like he didn't have a badge in hand. He didn't have. I for some reason it just took me off guard and it made me laugh yeah. that he switch to van halen <laughs> um so he's but he's trying to convince john to buy the impala which he just happens to be sitting on mm -hmm. um you know instead of the bus and why would you get a vw bus over a classic you know 67 impala <laughs> and it's for the girl the girl yes. wants the bus yes I, I thought, because Dean says something, I mean, he goes into detail about the Impala, you know, and they, they kind of shop talk over what mm -hmm. the engine is and, you know, how cool it is. And even in 40 years, it's still going to be a, a super great car. And uh, I'm like, oh, well, he's he's not wrong. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> right. not wrong. But he said something about, um, you know, my dad taught me everything I know about cars. Mm -hmm. And I wished for a second that they'd given John a little more car background like talk back back and forth between him and dean because i didn't really feel in that moment that he was the mechanic that we right. learned that he is yeah my thought in that moment but dean does convince him to buy the impala instead uh and then immediately goes into really creep like talk like oh notice any weird things around here like electrical storms and cattle mutilations and cold spots <laughs> yeah sulfur which and John's, John's like, like All right, okay, and that's... enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little too much. So I, I thought that was really funny until I sat for and thought about it for a second. I'm like, Dean wasn't on. I, for a second, I thought Dean was actually looking to see if there was some sort of like demon activity or supernatural activity in the area, but he wasn't. He was trying to let John know that he's a fellow hunter. So he was trying to like nudge, nudge. I know about cold spots, nudge, nudge. I know about these, mm. you know, demonic signs, these omens. But since John wasn't in this moment uh, a hunter, you know, that Dean Dean strikes out. He just yeah. comes across as a lunatic. Yeah, pretty clever of Dean. Because again, I thought at yeah. first I thought he was just trying to see yeah, if there I were did too. something, some sort of omens in the area. But uh, yeah, I did I too. Because I figured trying to reach out to John. Yeah, maybe it was both. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Because if he's given the instruction, you have to stop it. You know, maybe right. Dean is what? like, okay, then is it's, it? it's a, a demon. You know, I got to stop a demon. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think maybe about it, it that way. So, yeah, John. John's like, enough of you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> got to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he does end up buying the, the Impala. Um, so the next thing we see is John pulling up to a house in the Impala in a beautiful blonde pretty blonde comes outside and it's like hey where's the van yeah <laughs> I, was like, oh, I got this and instead. here's where john does give his little 
I mean, he basically just repeats what Dean says, but it does yeah. seem like he knew what he was talking about. Like he wasn't just like, oh, I'm just saying these words that some strange guy someone said told to me. me about us. Yeah. Yeah. Horsepower and fast pistons. Yeah, exactly. and I don't know. You know? <laughs> Phalanges. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't notice Dean pull up um, across the street in a Pinto. Was it a oh, Pinto? See, I thought yeah, maybe it was, it was a, a Nova. Okay. No, it was a Pinto. And I was like, okay, what's of all the cars for Dean to, you know, <laughs> accidentally find steel drive? Why a Pinto? And because the, the problem with the Pintos was that they were rushed off the line and they had a tendency to explode. Ah. So that would be a a, a minus in the category of, right. of cars is the Pinto. Right. Um, they happen to explode if their if their gas tank was hit in an accident. Ah. So kind of funny though that Dean was stuck mm. driving a Pinto. Yeah. See, I thought it was a Nova. It looked a little bit like a Nova to me, but that car, I know because I used to live across the street from someone who, like, collected them. He had at least oh, six yeah. at any given time Chevy Novas, like classic, you know, the, in the wow. 65, 67, 68 range Chevy mm -hmm. Novas in, the, in his driveway <laughs> of various colors. It's very specific. It was <laughs> a very specific hobby and collective <laughs> item. It was. <laughs> oh, my God. So also speaking of cars. This is where Kripke did say how many cars there were, how many Chevy Impalas that the show used. Oh. And at this point, there are two driving ones, like ones that they use for like the faraway driving shots or the ones that they oh. use to mm -hmm. physically drive the car. There's mm -hmm. one used as like the stationary fake driving one, you know, when they're being dragged along with a with a tow right. truck or you know they just sitting there pretend driving and <laughs> green screen stuff and then there's a fourth one that was taken apart so the camera could go like inside of it you know if they were doing like crazy oh. inside shots with the camera but they needed to take like the back off or the trunk out or a, a door off mm -hmm. so there are four impalas being used at this point at in this time moment. in the show a lot of impalas <laughs> yes cool. so anyway the john and mary are in a diner dean is snooping in on them from afar <laughs> makes a gross comment that his mom is a babe <laughs> recognizes he's being gross <laughs> at least that's a little yeah. bit of a consolation no, like, it's like he's like okay i i'm terrible going to hell i can't can't be saying again <laughs> Um, a little cell phone there. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, John and Mary are talking about her father, who seems to not like John very much. And she's just mm -hmm. like, don't worry about it. Just be yourself. I don't care what yep. he thinks. Very typical right. teenage couple talk. Young love. Yeah. Mary excuses herself. And then the next thing we see, she is sneaking up on Dean and... Totally goes into attack mode. <laughs> like, just starts wailing on him. him. Yes. <laughs> so not yeah, only is she a baby, but she's a badass. Badass, including like a massive kick to the groin as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dean does get the upper hand, uh, literally grabs one of her hands and mm -hmm. is like holding, pinning her against the wall. And he sees on her wrist, she's wearing a bracelet with um charms. Mm -hmm. And they're like hunter charms. There's a... What is it? There's a 
a cross. Um, there's a pentagram. Mm-hmm. And then there's something called, I had to look this up, uh, a unicurse, a unicursal hexagram. And I don't know if that's what becomes the men of letters, but it definitely was, it's that ah. M. Ooh, let me look at it. I want to see what it looks like. What is it? A una... Unicursal. Like oh, C-U-R-S. wow. It's, this, it's the first thing that popped up after I put U-N-I-C-U. Oh, oh yeah, that does look like... <laughs> does that, that look does like, the of look like the men of letters? Let me look up the men of letters thing. Yeah. Cool. Except with the circle around it. Which, at least when I just looked up the universal, unicursal hexagram. (laughs) Ooh, interesting. I didn't realize that was a real one. Oh, that is a real symbol? Yeah, because isn't the supernatural thing, like the pentagram surrounded by, like, flamey things? That's fake, right? That's just a a supernatural thing? It's an artistic version, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so. (laughs) So, Dean sees that that Mary is wearing the hunter's charms. Yeah, just hunters. Yeah, yeah. Supernaturally type of things. And then he's like, oh my God, yeah, are you like, a hunter? You a hunter? <laughs> da, da, da. So um, the actress who played Mary, and I didn't get her name, shame on me, but she did like all of those stunts by herself. She was a ballet dancer, so she could handle all the fight choreography really, really well. Nice. So I nice. just love That's that. I awesome. just want to give her a shout out. That's- Yay! Little tiny dancer. Just like, pew, 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 I'll kick Kicking my leg up out, all yeah. the way in your face. All those spin kicks and stuff. Pretty awesome. But we we glossed over a little bit that um, John, just as Mary left the table to go outside and kick Dean's ass, John was like, but I have this <laughs> yeah, engagement yeah, yeah. ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just taking yeah, a look at it, left. making sure it's still there, that yeah. it's safe. Yep. He's left by himself. Yep. <laughs> the ring. Yep. Um, so later that night, uh, John drops Mary off and Dean shows up after John drives away in the Impala. Dean's like, I got to meet your dad. I got to meet your dad. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of questions about some of the the lineup of this right so it sounds like you know dean never met his grandparents based on what he just said okay um and then later when we learn their names Mm -hmm. it's another aha moment Mm -hmm. and it makes me think that not only did dean not meet his grandparents but they weren't talked about like that wasn't part of their their family discussions growing up right um and i just thought that was uh, interesting and i wondered you know what what story that would be i mean i don't think we ever right. learned because it's just this minute detail but yeah but you know what they even they talked about that a little bit in the commentary you know about like oh. this whole going back in time thing and um how did they never hear the stories about their grandparents you know how they died when they died blah 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 Again, right. the name thing, you know, and I think they were like, maybe we just have to, you know, use a little bit of imagination here, you know, because then it would have just gotten too convoluted, I think, with, oh, right. with things. And There's it's too many already details. already convoluted, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes. It was, I, I always have my little, well, that's interesting. I don't necessarily need to know the answer, but there's in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. You know, yeah. why didn't he, yeah. why didn't they know? Yeah. So, so um, when she invites Dean in, her dad is a huge grump, as she warned him that he would be. 
uh, tries to throw him off by asking how do you kill a vampire with uh, silver or with a stake to the heart. Dean, of course, knows the answer to this. Neither. You chop their head off. Hooray, he passed the test, but he still wants him out of the house. But he's, yeah, because he doesn't like hunters. Just because yes. I'm a hunter doesn't mean I trust hunters. And Right. But then uh, mom comes in and she's like, oh, stop. You're invited to dinner. Yes. You know, I'm Deanna. Deanna or Dina? <laughs> Deanna. Was it Deanna. It was Deanna. Deanna. And that is Samuel. Hmm. Dean. Well. Sam. Dean. Sam. Yep. Yeah. 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 Pieces falling so, into place. Yes. So Deanna was Kripke's wife's name. And she has been perturbed up until this point that no characters were ever named after her. <laughs> He's just like, I named the characters after the mailman, after the, you know, <laughs> dog walker. And then she's just like, why don't I get somebody? So, oh, well, it, and it just so happens that it fits. Yeah. Dean. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's pretty funny. I think mm. I would have said that same thing. I yeah. said that to my sisters when they had kids. I'm like, what? You've named mm -hmm. you've named your kids after your friends, after our great grandmother. You know, what where mm -hmm. am I? Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> My brother made it in. I did not. That's all right. I'm not bitter. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Um... Not at all. <laughs> so Dean mentions that he thought something was hunting John as to why he's in town which earned a scoff from everybody at the table <laughs> yeah like oh, come on sweet innocent mechanic john uh, yeah, no homeboy john. that's not yeah so that which the... goes to show which goes to play with your idea that maybe dean was asking john about omens because he thought maybe something was following him Right. Maybe. But also but also kind of plays to yours where it definitely confirms that he is not a hunter because they're like, absolutely not. He's absolutely. lame Maybe and boring. Weird. There's no way that anybody could be going after John. <laughs> um, but Samuel does mention that there was a farmer nearby that died in mysterious ways. Uh, Fell into a combine, which I yes. guess is one of those like rushing like yeah. blade spinning yeah. Yeah. devices. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that, like, I think it threshes the wheat for you as it, like, rolls around the ground. Uh, Dean tries to figure out how they, like, how much research they've done and stuff. He's yeah, like, so, yeah. what'd you find on the web? <laughs> you know? And then he's, then he's, like, appalled that they would actually, like, mail away for information. Yeah, you know, they have to on, wait for something in the snail mail. Mm -hmm. Snail mail. Because yeah. that's what you had to do. <laughs> you, you looked for omens in the post. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yes. And so, you know, he's like, great, let's go together. And Sam shoots that down real quick. Wow. Well, absolutely hunt, not. Hunt together. Yep. Just because you're a hunter. So the next thing we uh, we see is uh, granddad Sam <laughs> and um, Mary pull up to a house. Uh, Dad is wearing a priest's collar. <laughs> yeah. Which is all very familiar to us. Yes. Um, loved, loved that. Um, so he gets out to go talk to the widow and Mary goes off because she saw um, a young boy, a young man, um, you know, by himself. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to go talk to him. You go talk to the There's a and, family uh, business. There is a little call out to family business by old Samuel. Yep. But when Samuel comes to the door, 
he's greeted by not only Farmer's wife, but Father Dean, <laughs> who's Father already Dean. there, also dressed as a priest. Which, which is hilarious say, um, that they both had the same idea of like, okay, yeah. this is the disguise that I'm going to go with. <laughs> I also just want to say it was nice to see Dean back in the collar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Dean introduces dad as Father Cheney, which is <laughs> yeah. another another Dick Cheney joke. Um, not in this episode, but they seem to... I also wrote down, finally, he's met someone with worse bedside manner than himself because as sam and i don't <laughs> yeah. quite remember what was going on but i must it must have been something for me to write that down dean talking I, to the I, wife like asking I, yeah, questions, down, like, so what happened and then she's like oh besides my husband getting chewed up by a big machine you know nothing right did you notice anything unusual other <laughs> yes, than my husband's innards scattered over the back <laughs> yes. I, I wrote down grandpa doesn't quite charm the widow no <laughs> is what i wrote down and Dean leaves him with that. He's like, like, good luck with that. Yep. Yep. So he goes off to find Mary, who's talking to Charlie, the widow's son. Mm -hmm. And he tells a story about a stranger showing up about a week ago. Charlie reveals that his dad had been beating him and it's just, it's not a good, you know, environment for him. Uh, and the stranger says, do you want the beatings to stop? And then they stopped. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dean asks, he's like, well, did the guy ask for anything in in return for him making the beating stop? And Charlie said, no, he didn't ask for anything. Yeah. He just said um, that he'd come, come, come a knocking around 10 years in the future and ask for yeah. something then. And that's it. Yep. And uh, so it turns out not a crossroad demon, which is what I think dean was thinking it was gonna be because you know well, he... i think he still thinks that it's a crossroads demon at at up until like this point he's just like oh because there was a crossroads demon that tricked someone into selling their soul right in yes our yes, first yes, yes. crossroads episodes where yep. they didn't explicitly say give me your soul in 10 years they were like right. trickily being like oh you know if you know i'll make something right. happen for you i'm just uh i'll come back in like 10 years until until Charlie says something about his eyes, and not that they were black or red, but yellow. Yellow. Right. Which then goes, dun-dun-dun. That's what I wrote down. Not a crossroads demon, yellow eyes. Yes. <laughs> so I... Yeah, just quick note about the actor who plays Samuel. Again, I didn't write any actor's names down. Mitch Pelegi. Thank you, Mitch. It's... I wrote down Mitch. But Kripke desperately wanted him in a as a guest star he loves him from like other things that they've worked on together x files x files he wanted him initially to be in bad day at black rock he wanted uh him to be like one of the hunters or something in that show in oh. that episode didn't work out because you know he's filming something else because he's i guess why a wildly he's, in demand he's actor everywhere he's everywhere uh, but thankfully it worked out because then he gets this role here to be the dad the dad yeah. uh mitch Pelegi is is huge uh he was uh skinner on the x-files he was colonel caldwell on stargate atlantis uh gray's anatomy he's currently on walker on um jared's oh, walker that's nice as his dad ah <laughs> that's funny because is it um jake abel's on that show too i think oh really i think so 
I don't know if it was a recurring character, but I think he was on a few episodes. Little little nuggets that, you know, people are now acting on each other's, you know, know. TV shows. Is, I know. It's fun. It's also the nugget because in the end of this episode, it's likely that Mitch slash Samuel, he's never going to return again. And so they say like, man, you know, maybe someday we can get him on again. That would be really great. Yeah. But doubtful because he'll be so busy. And it's like, oh, just you wait a few years. <laughs> we cut back to so the Campbells. Yeah. Dean is getting really fired up about yellow eyes. You know, like they telling the family, you guys need to get somewhere safe. I want you tucked away. I don't want him coming anywhere near you. Uh, knowing what he knows. Uh, he mentions yeah. the cult, which Sam has heard about, but is like as a bedtime story exactly like a mystical magical gun yeah because no one's killed a demon up to this point like i mean yeah or really has any kind of (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) i mean or really kind of dealt with demons right because you know in the scene prior dean recognizes it as a demon deal but mary is kind of like what What? i've never heard of anything like this before so Demon's not quite in the picture yet, or at least no one's heard of a demon with yeah, yeah. No one's heard of a demon with yellow eyes, (laughs) yeah, and no one's killed a demon. Um, and that's why Dean's like, I can do it. I just need the cult, you know. And then it's like the fairy tale cult. All right, now you really are crazy. Yeah, pulls out Dad's journal (laughs) just to kind of prove himself. He's like, No, I know that this demon means business because look, in Dad's in my Dad's journal, he writes about (laughs) this incident. Samuel notes notices that was two days ago. You've been here for two, you know. Yeah. How would he know about this? My dad Mm. could see the future, right? Doesn't he say that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But Dean also admits, though, that one of the reasons he's he has to do this is that his mom was killed by um, the yellow eyed yellow eyed demon or a yellow eyed demon. Yeah. Just I just say putting that out in the universe in front of you know. And when Mary wasn't in the room, was she? It was just him and dad because Mary was off listening to records. Yeah, she's off so, in the other room, but n- they don't know who they are yet or who Dean no, is. No, I know. I was just thinking for Dean to admit that to his grandfather yeah. is a is a big deal. Yeah. Um, emotionally, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But they think he's crazy. So, <laughs> yes. So I'm like, yeah. all right. Go on, you know, have fun. Yeah, go, go. Dean hops over into the other room to say goodbye to Mary. And then starts kind of asking him, asking her questions about John. Because he kind of wants to know what his dad was like when he was younger. And and he's everything a a hunter isn't. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's hopeful. He's joyful. He's nice. He's caring. You know, Mary says she wants to get out of hunting. And that's what, you know... And she doesn't want to raise her if she has kids because she wants to have kids. She would never raise them as hunters. It's the last thing she would want. Yeah. Um, and it's the worst thing that could actually happen is having kids raised as hunters. So my question in this moment is for me about John. If John found out about Mary being a hunter and not wanting to be a hunter anymore, why does he then raise the boys as hunters? I mean, against Mary's, you know, express wishes. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, obviously circumstances, I don't know. I just feel like he did, did he not go against her wishes. If I'm remembering correctly, I may not be, 
But in season one, when they go back to Lawrence and there's, you know, the, the poltergeist in the house oh, mm -hmm. and Mary comes back, you know, as a ghost he and, says, you know, sacrifices herself. They don't know at this point what yellow what know, it is the, the yellow eyes yeah. thing that's not in their purview and then they go around right. and they interview the town and it sounded like to me that john was not aware of any of that because he used to work at the shop and then they said once that fire happened john went crazy and started talking about like all of this occult stuff and then started mm -hmm. to go to missouri the psychic and i think mm -hmm. she kind of put two and two together it was always my understanding that John was not aware of the occult or the supernatural until after Mary died. Okay, so so he wouldn't have known Mary's wishes that she didn't want her kids raised yeah. as hunters. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm just gonna cross that one. I could be wrong, but I do feel no. like there's an episode much much later on that does kind of establish that okay. it's another but time traveling nonsense but anyhow it's it's easy for me to latch on to certain you know details that i listen to in the in the current episode and forget that you know it it was it was actually the story already exists and i've forgotten right. about the so um but i was so hurt in that moment when i thought about it i'm like oh she didn't want it and he did it anyway how yeah. selfish of him <laughs> no he didn't know he didn't know he didn't know i think so before he leaves he makes her make a crazy promise to not get out of bed on november 3rd 1983 no matter what you hear yeah don't get out of bed so question again <laughs> okay so he's trying to prevent her from having the run-in with yellow eyes yeah right so on the day that she dies didn't all the other children's mothers, all the other yellow-eyed psychic special children, didn't their mothers all die in fires? No. No? No, they mention it in one of the roadhouse scenes where they did establish that pattern for like two or three of them. Uh -huh. But then there was like another thing that broke the pattern where the mother was still alive. Because I was like, she's going to die on the ceiling in flames anyway, whether she confronts yellow-eyes in the nursery or not. Because I thought that all the mothers died. Except for, like there that were one. there was there were like two or three that did, or or was it Max? Didn't his mom die of something else? No, no, his mom is yeah, still but alive. Still... Or was that his aunt? Oh fuck! Well, I do know that there was one. I know that there was one mother who who lived, but I thought that everybody everybody else's their connection is how they found out like the day they were born and um the the death of their mothers, i don't think so i think they broke that I pattern just... i think there you go check that off my list so later that night <laughs> yeah um after dean has said please don't get out of bed um mm -hmm. we see dean we see car lights as usual um but instead of seeing like the impala that we're used to seeing it's dean in the pinto <laughs> driving and poof you know castiel shows up again and scares the crap out of out of Dean mm -hmm. reveals that Dean needs to do this on his own. Uh, you know, cause, cause Dean's like, you know, a little help here. What's going on? Why, why am I still doing this? And, and Cassiel's like, you've got to do this on your own. And by the way, you know, Sam isn't looking for you. It's not like 
you know, because Dean was concerned that, you know, aren't you yeah, concerned like, why that isn't Sam's Sam here? Because be... he'd went, went in on this too. You know, this is a yeah. brother and, quest. And <laughs> yeah, and don't you think that, you know, he needs to see what's going on? And, mm -hmm. you know, he, aren't you afraid that he's just tearing up, you know, future time looking for me? And Cassiel's like, he's not looking for you. Yeah. And that could mean that could mean two things. One, that as time is fluid, that Sam doesn't even like this is just a blink of an eye type of thing. Right. Um, or that Sam, as we know, walked out of the room and is off doing, you know, yeah, Ruby <laughs> um, stuff. Does with, it, stuff yeah, with doesn't Ruby. realize that Dean is gone. So yeah. anyway, uh, Cass does point out it's like okay, if you follow through on killing the demon and breaking the family curse, as as Dean phrased it, then all of the people mm -hmm. that they have saved, you know, in their whole I, life, they yeah. die. Or at least they're not saved by, by the Winchesters. Right. Well, they do say, he does say everyone you save dies. I mean, he's, he says, if you change the future, everyone yeah, you save Yeah, they might possibly dies. not get saved. Because it could be, you know, another hunter may be able to get to them. You know, if, right. if, if the timeline right. doesn't work out. But, you know, Dean, I think it weighs on him. It's like, yeah, yeah, I did think about it, actually, but... But my priority yes. right now are my parents, my and family. I need to save them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then poof, so, Cass is gone again. <laughs> poof, gone. Dean now has a very long drive, lonely yes. drive to Colorado. Yep. Um, where he steals the colt from Daniel Elkins, um, who catches him in the act. Of course he but did, Dean because able... he's a hunter. Right. But Dean convinces him. He's like, I just got to do this thing. The cult gets back to you. Don't worry about it. Sorry, I did not um, buy this whatsoever. I did not buy that a hunter of Elkin's expertise who keeps his gun locked up in a safe, the gun, the, the cult. cult, he yeah. knows what that gun is. I do not yeah. buy that he just let a stranger walk away with it. Be like, oh, I'm just right. going to borrow it for a couple of days. You can come Mar get it in Lawrence yeah. when I'm done. Right. With your, and I'm going to take your limited bullets too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That was totally for the, you know, the movement of the story. I know, but it was just like, really, really. Yeah, maybe he looked into Dean's eyes and saw that he was. But then the the guy, the writer guys did have to say it was important that Elkin was a part of the scene so he could then get the gun, know where to get the gun to bring it back. So then it was back in Colorado by the time the boys get it for the vampires yeah. and then it comes into their possession so i, I understand but it was like this, there's was no little, other way you could quick. have done this <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little quick and dirty yeah yep yep so back at the campbells mary and samuel are having a, a daddy daughter bonding moment of cleaning their <laughs> weapons <laughs> as sam and dean do all the yep. time yep. their their dinner table <laughs> yeah. activities yes yeah weapons and um, samuel you know is going on about like crazy dean's prophecies and he mentioned something about the walshes which are going to happen in the future you know in a couple of days which that catches mary's attention because like but liddy walsh is a I, friend of mine i know the walshes yeah because she's the next on the list and we gotta go yeah we're gonna go do this and 
I, I hated this moment. It's funny sometimes, but I hated this moment. I mean, dads being confused over their daughters. Love that. I love that. Keep the air of mystery around yeah, daughters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But don't chisel it down to it's her time of the month. And therefore she's potentially irrational, illogical and changes, you know, with the breeze. You know, I, I hate that stereotype that, that women are controlled by their but I do feel like that would have been an appropriate or a typical comment made in yes. the 70s by the father of the household. Yes. And I did appreciate yes. Deanna's nonverbal response yes. <laughs> to I it. Could, I like, could oh. actually hear her eyes rolling. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. And it was like, oh, part of me is like, dude, you know, you said it about your daughter to your wife. What are you? What are I know. You, go on. Right. And she's like, that doesn't even warrant a response. I'm just. <laughs> I'm going to walk away I, and let you was, try yeah. to figure it out on your own. Mister, that was pretty little perfect. Mister. Yeah. Yep. So at Liddy's so, Walsh's, a doctor is telling her that her father's cancer has gotten worse and he's probably not going to survive. But he happens to know a cure. And all he needs is to come back in 10 years. And ask for something then. Libby's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? How does that work? And of course, it, it, the light changes and we see yellow eyes. Like, we see the doctor's eyes turn yellow. It's yellow yep. eyes. It's not in the mm -hmm. body we know. And just then, Samuel bursts in with a shotgun. Samuel shoots the doctor in the chest. Shoots yellow eyes in the chest. Yellow eyes in return doesn't die and mind blasts Samuel across the room against the wall. Yep. And is and so now he's pinned to the wall and uh, and he says, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, now we know where Dean gets it. You yep. know, even if he didn't know, <laughs> he mm -hmm. came by it honestly. Um, the demon then starts to go after Samuel. Um, and as he's doing the monologuing and talking up onto Samuel. Mary shows up uh, and sneaks up behind the uh, yellow eyes. Uh, of course, yellow eyes senses her. And um, just before she's able to like stab him, she does get a good slash in because she's Mary and yeah. she's tenacious and she's a yeah. ballet dancer. Yes. Um, uh, she slashes him. He knocks the knife away um, and she is able to make an awesome uppercut. Like mm -hmm. she doesn't have the knife, but she just balls up her fists and just boom, clocks yellow eyes. Um, and then goes in for her classic crock crotch kick. Um, and unfortunately, um she, he grabs he grabs her and stops yeah. her. So now yeah. she is being held by yellow eyes. Yes. And he is liking this feisty chick. Yeah. He disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. And just as he has a hold of her, Dean shows up with the Colt. Um, Which Yellow Eyes recognizes. Yes. He's like, and then where'd you get that gun? Yeah, smokes out of the guy before Dean can make a shot. Unfortunately. Which is <sighs> bad news for everyone that he's yep. on the run, Out. disappeared, invisible. Did you yep. notice, I did not until I heard the commentary, but the doctor's name was Doc Brown. <laughs> Oh, it was I didn't Dr. Make Brown. That connection. Yes, Doc which Brown was a purposeful to nod to Doc Brown. Yes. Oh God, when when did she, oh she must? Liddy she must said have Dr. Said Brown. It's like what you know? What's wrong with him, Dr. Brown? It was very very quick. 
Um, okay, I didn't catch leaving? it. So, so thank you. No, I didn't catch that. So Dean and Samuel are alone. And Dean's kind of pushed into a corner where he needs to now come clean about who he is, what's going on, even if it sounds crazy. Because not, not only is he kind of out of lies to tell, but now Mary has recognized yes. that Demon has his eye on me. He said that he liked me. What, yeah, what, what is, does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Can't mean anything good. Yep. So Dean does say, listen, I'm... I'm Mary's son, which means I'm your grandson, and this yellow-eyed demon is going to kill her on November 3rd, 1983, and we need to kill him before that date happens. And after very little convincing, Samuel kind uh -huh. of accepts it. You know, he does say, yeah. like, oh, okay, you're wackadoodle, but... He's like, are right. you a psychic? Which, of course, which I found interesting that he's asking Dean if he's a psychic. Yeah. I felt like Dean could have been like, I'm not, but my brother is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here are the grandson. I like I like so, that he said today was the day that Yellow Eyes caught her scent. Yeah. Which is very animalistic yes. and haunting at the same time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and meanwhile, Mary runs to John's arms outside, who has shown up, and she says, let's run away. Let's go. We're out. You said you, said you would take me away. And he's like, of course, yep, I'll go. take you away. Sam now now Sam and Dean no no not Sam and Dean yeah Samuel and Dean yeah it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Samuel and Dean um are game planning they're trying to you know figure out how they're gonna how they're gonna do this and Samuel seems a little too interested in the cult and even does the whole here let me hold it yeah yeah you we know, see him and we see him do the little shifty eyes you know from the cold, yeah. Dean, from the cold, from the but cold. But Dean. Dean doesn't see that. No, but he does kind of get it together quickly, you know. Before, yeah. like, you know what? I, I think just me. I'm just gonna, you know, it's my responsibility. Yeah. I don't uh, like anybody else to hold it, and that is just too tempting for old Yellow Eyes, who then just shows up, and yeah. he's you know possessed Samuel. Um, yep. Mind blast Dean to the gun, or I mean, sorry, to the wall, out of the reach of the gun, and begins a monologue. Yep. Ugh. Um, Ugh. I, I like that Kripke made fun. He's he made he makes fun of himself a lot in this commentary for like the very typical play by plays that they do. The, the monologuing, <laughs> yeah. The monologue, oh, yeah. It's the like there was so oh. there was so much monologuing here, you know, but it was necessary and it's so hard to get right, so it doesn't feel like a monologue and sometimes it just does. Yeah. Uh he made fun of a shot earlier where, <laughs> where even like I before I listened to the commentary, I was like, that was kind of a, a dumb shot. It was when <sighs> Mary and Dean are talking to the kid. He says something, they walk away for like two feet. And say like, oh, it's a demon deal. And then they walk it's back. A demon. <laughs> they go back. <laughs> this kid just pimped his soul to a demon. Yeah, yeah. let's walk like, two oh, feet back. Did you like hear you that? didn't hear, just hear that. <laughs> but this one, he was like, you could totally make a drinking game of every time Sam and Dean lose their weapon. You know, or like they get the weapon gets knocked out of their hands. You know, it's like, okay, someone's oh in trouble. Gosh. They lose their weapon. The second brother comes in to save their life with that gun. And then that weapon gets lost you know, <laughs> or picks up the dropped weapon and then destroys the bad guy. <laughs> He's just like, this is totally a formula. And sorry. <laughs> and, and yeah, sorry. It works. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Um, so in Yellow Eyes's monologue, he admits I'm not. He's not looking for souls, but he's looking for children, and he's going to build a hybrid army out of the best-bred humans, such as young little Mary. And then he explains what he does to the children when he's there, which Sam has known because he saw the the vision or whatever when he went back in time. Yeah. Dean is not been aware of it up until this point. Yeah, he um, says, I'm going to drip my demon blood into their little mouths. Yeah. Better than, was it better than Ovaltine or something? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Vitamins, minerals. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> it's going to gross. You know, and then he kind of senses that Dean is not one of his special children, but maybe mm -hmm. he's got a sibling, younger sister, sister or a bro. Oh boy. Oh and while he's doing all of this talking, Deanna is lurking around the corner, you know, hoping that she isn't spotted. Yes. Um, making her way towards the dropped towards weapon. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Before she gets to it, we hear that, you know, deep uh, yellow eyes is, you know, everyone's saying, what's your end game? Not everyone, but you know, Dean's like, what, you're just going to build your own little army. And, uh, yellow eyes is like, nope, I've got something bigger in mind. It's not just about my little master race. And he mentioned something about needing permission. And I didn't know what that meant. He needs, he permission, needs permission to enter their house. So it was like, it was very a vampire thing. So that's why he makes a deal later. We oh, see him make back. the deal with Mary. Permission. Yes. Okay. Yeah, to okay. enter I the house. I thought it was just too weird. I was like, that's a vampire thing. So I was like, it's I don't, definitely a I don't vampire get the thing. Um, okay. Okay. But, you know, at some point, then Dean, I think maybe to buy some time for Deanna uh, or just to rub it in Yellow Eyes' face, he does say, like, I kill you. I'm the one yeah. that kills um, you. So you don't get to finish your big plan, mister. Yeah. Look in my but, eyes, you son of a bitch. Son yes. of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. But yeah. Yellow Eyes is an even bigger asshole than we can imagine. Takes his knife and stabs himself. To kill Samuel. Yeah. 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 And, and of course, May, um, Deanna sees this and and gasps and still is now like scrambling to get the cult but she's alerted yellow eyes to her presence yeah and he runs into the kitchen and snaps her neck yeah well he throws her again he throws her across the room and then snaps yeah. her neck yeah um he and he doesn't he casually walks into the kitchen while she's trying to crawl away and snaps her oh, neck okay. and that was what was really not scary, but twisted about it. You know, he's just like, do, do, yeah. do, 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 crack. Yep. It means nothing. Yeah. So he's now killed both Samuel and Deanna. Yeah. Um, Dean's able to break free from the mind blast, um, grabs the Colt, uh, but Yellow Eyes is gone. Yeah. Strange that he did not grab the gun before he left, but meaning yellow eyes, you know, <laughs> like yeah. that would have been, know, that would have right, been my right move. There. It was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. crack her neck and then this. grab the gun and go, you know, <laughs> and go. kill Dean and go. Yeah. So meanwhile, so, Mary is uh, necking with John in the car, you know, parked on a, a cliffside as one does. At that elevated train platform that I love <laughs> so much. Yeah. I love it. It's so awesome. 
Yeah. Are they are they making out? I thought she was like just oh, trying I don't know. to. I I just wrote necking. You know, oh, I could have just. I thought it was like just hype. They just drove and they finally just said, "Okay, stop. We need to we need to talk." Type of thing. Right. Um, well, I mean, well, and... I don't know because he, he is about to ask the question. So yes, they were at least in a, a loving kind of space uh, okay. it, right so i don't think that he would pop the question in a time of you know distress <laughs> um well maybe he would <laughs> but any in any case yellow samuel uh appears angrily at the window and drags them both out and once john comes out breaks his neck too yeah it's john just... tries to come to the rescue he's like hey hey what are you doing yeah yeah snap yeah and just out of nowhere holy shit um and mary Says, you son of a bitch. Yes, no. She is in Evolve. shock. She's Evolve, in shock. Yellow bitch. Eyes reveals who he is. Um, reveals that her parents are gone to. Shows her his own the wound. Knife wound. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I killed your dad, too. Um, yeah, son of a bitch. And this is when um, he starts to make his deal. Disgusting to watch this scene. Yeah. To watch this scene. It truly was. Yellow Eyes in her father's body. Yeah. So he starts to make his deal to bring John back. Only John, as everybody else, is, is too much of the deal. Yep. Uh, as long as he has, as you mentioned before, permission to swing by her house in 10 years and to not be interrupted. Don't interrupt me. Just leave me do my business and everything and everyone will be fine. Yep. And cut to Dean driving up just in time to see mary making out with her father <laughs> just seal the deal seal the deal gross uh gross. the studio thought that was gross too by the way the studio was like really I... do we really need this and they both were like yeah we need it yeah we need it you know <laughs> well... it... <laughs> i uh, i wrote down like i one of my questions was like how hard it must have been for the for the actors you know for like Mitch Pelegi, who is this, you know, older, more seasoned actor, mm -hmm. you know, to have to, you know, internalize what that what's actually happening. There. Yeah. You know, it's just, ooh, it must have been right. very difficult. But that's acting. Yeah. <laughs> Job well done, because we were we were grossed out by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, Dean shows up just at that time. Uh, Yellow Eyes escapes before Dean can make the shot. Again. Samuel, yeah, Samuel drops dead. Mary looks sad and shameful. Uh, but then John comes back to life. She looks back. Cass has already appeared and, you know, done his two-finger Jedi yeah. mind trick. <laughs> yeah, and, so uh, and Dean is gone. Dean away. For before Cass touches Dean, um, you know, takes him away... Uh, he appears and touches Dean on the shoulder mm. um, and kind of pulls Dean away from the scene that he's oh, just Oh, maybe witnessed. it was that. I think I just... I pro I projected him, like, touching him in, with the two fingers because yeah. that is what and he does a lot. He know? does. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, just, it was just very tender. You know, it was a nice... It was like this, you've you've yeah. seen enough. Yeah. We need to, we we need go. to go now. And I just felt... I I was like, well, that was actually kind of nice you know uh um dean is crushed and but yeah anyway that's all i just thought it was a nice moment of the first thing you mm -hmm. see is cass's hand cassiel's hand yeah um yeah and a small look of sympathy 
Dean wakes back up in the motel room with Cass sitting on the bed, and Dean is ashamed that he didn't complete the men the mission of stopping anything. And then yeah. Cass reveals, oh, you couldn't have stopped it anyway. Because, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. destiny. Destiny can't be changed. Yeah. So what the hell and was Dean's that all like, about? <laughs> why? Why did you put yeah. me all through that? And Cassiel says it's because you needed to learn the truth. And now you know everything that we know. Yeah. And that's when Dean kind of looks around the room and notices Sam. Sam's gone. Yeah. Sam's not in the room with them. Is this when we learned Yellow Eyes' name, or did we learn that earlier? I don't know, but he does say Azazel. Yeah. I can't remember if Azazel was mentioned before Said or before. not. Because it's been Yellow Eyes this whole, you know, this whole time, and then been. suddenly Castiel maybe says, Ca now we... Well, maybe Cassie Casey in the Sin City oh. one, I, maybe she mentions his name. Azazel. Okay. Because I feel like it's something we've mentioned before, but I don't I know. know if it's... I know. You know what? We'll, we'll circle back to that in the next episode when I have that notebook on me. And okay. maybe I can search back through my notes and see. Okay. But in any case, he does mention it here. He knows that Azazel, you know, turned kids into special children, but not why. So now everybody knows why. Uh, and... Yep. Sam is headed down a dangerous road, and if you don't stop it, Dean, we will. Here is where he is now. Get to it. To be continued. Yep. <laughs> to be continued. I was like, no! <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. I, uh, this, is, this is still the beginning of, of Castiel, and yeah. I, it's bringing me back to why you really, like, root for Castiel. Mm-hmm. You know? Um... So I'm I'm glad we're rewatching this to to get back to the root of Castiel. Right. Um this episode was you know it had its funny moments, but it had I think it had a lot of a lot of heartbreak for Dean. You know, yeah. he just got to meet his grandparents. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, I I think that they actually would have ended up working together and being a family together had it not been for, you know, yellow eyes yellow and eyes. stabbing and the neck breaking and stuff like that right. and so it's like families he, dean had his family and then was taken away again yeah. you know you know he he got to experience something that sam doesn't get to experience yeah you know, meeting yeah well they did say uh sam jared was in hawaii during the filming of this episode so <laughs> they did he needed a journey for for dean to, to do alone <laughs> Because he is, he's Sam is only in the the opening bit, the only the teaser. That's amazing that I didn't even note that. I didn't either I didn't until even they notice. mentioned it. Until they mentioned it, I, I was like, oh yeah, notice. Sam wasn't. Oh, he's mentioned yeah. a lot, you know. Uh, yeah, but this was all all Jensen. Yeah, it makes me wonder. It's like, what did what did Jared break or injure on right. his? <laughs> no, I think he gone. was just in Hawaii. I don't. I don't even think he was shooting anything. I think. Uh, no, I know, but even on vacation, maybe they even know, just like gonna... sent him off to Hawaii. He was just like, "I eh, just go um, get, get you offset." <laughs> yeah. So a few notes about you know from the commentary on their end. Uh, they really wanted to show Mary's family and her backstory in season three, but oh. the writer strike you know screwed it up amongst oh, right. you know a, a lot of things that it screwed up. 
but it worked out for the best because they knew they would have to send them back in time and they didn't have a vehicle at that time right to do time travel and so now when they've introduced angels they're like oh we have this all powerful powerful thing that can just you know bend time and move and swish 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 which is cool except i now i'm not a physicist by any stretch of the imagination but time travel (laughs) things really bother me because it usually doesn't make sense because there's a paradox and in here my paradox was okay it's a it's a time loop and it's a never-ending time loop where this always has happened in the history of their life so when dean goes back in time he convinces his father to buy the impala then that becomes canon right so then it has always been dean in the past going back and then convincing his dad to buy the impala and it bothers me that is this all dean's fault or more i should say cass's fault that yellow eyes caught the scent of mary because he probably wouldn't have uh met mary had dean not come into the picture and been like oh he's going to be over at this person's house that you know in two days and we have to kill it well samuel would have never learned that samuel would have never told mary that who would have been like that's my friend we have to go and stop it and then never right. would have she met, would have been never would have died right she would have just been like here's your guns i'm gonna go stop being a hunter yeah um well you know there's a first time for a loop to start you know like if you're drawing a circle you got to start somewhere but then the history would have changed um, like then you know that's no, a whole other leg so yes it's all castiel's fault it is it is. And Kripke but even mentioned it this is- too. And I'm so happy because like, oh, thank God. I, I, like, I'm i not crazy and I'm not like overthinking it because Kripke was also like, mm-hmm. this really bothered me. And even Dean had mentioned, or Jensen had said like, wait, does this mean that I was the one that, that you know, that found, found the Impala? Um, and you know, kind of went on and on and on about like all of this, this paradox talk and, you know, this would happen over and over and over again. And Bob Singer <laughs> said, wait, you have no problems with demons and angels and like all of this stuff but going back in time is the thing that needs to be realistic (laughs) well you know as you but as you mentioned you know just because if dean didn't save the people that had he had he not become a hunter um and saved his parents and his grandparents um the people that he died uh, the people that he saved may not have died because there may have been another hunter john may have gone back and bought the impala you know, he may have been like, Mary, you can have the van. I'm going to go buy that muscle car I saw. So that's one of those. It still could have happened without it still Dean could have. As, far right. as, Impala, as far as the Impala goes. But I think the uh, introduction of Mary to Yellow Eyes was that's something that you can't explain or undo in a different right. way. Right. You know, unless she tripped and fell into the house you know where you know yeah her or unless he he met her many years later yeah. no because no because no, it was all happened at the same time right because every kid was 10 years later like every all yeah. the kids were the same age i think that was like the one yep. the one pattern that they fit they were all 26 and a half or something <laughs> but but then that kind of circles back to your 
original question, does that mean that they never knew their grandparents? Well, if this has always been the history, then yes, then... they died at this moment in time before they were but... even born, before they were even married, Mary and John. So, mm -hmm. But Dean's... So therefore, Dean wouldn't have known them. Oh, God, let's stop. Let's just stop. <laughs> let's Okay, so the next episode, which you have already seen. <laughs> <laughs> and many times, actually. Yes, what's it called? Many times. Um, metamorphosis. Oh. Metamorphosis. I know this one. And as a, as a warning, don't watch this wearing earbuds. Yeah. yeah, if you have a thing with sounds, unless, ooh, yeah, unless don't. you like ASMR, this might really be your jam, but... <laughs> Oh. Not mine. <laughs> no. Even even if it were, I don't think this is an episode that oh, never mind. We'll find out next time. Yes. Why Valerie yeah. said not to wear AirPods or <laughs> earbuds or headphones. Yes. All right. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh please follow us, subscribe to us anywhere that you can find podcasts. Please also rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh it puts us up. You know, just a smidgen above <laughs> all the other <laughs> indie podcasts out there. It would be we'll take most appreciated. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can find us on social media. We are at Salt and Burn This Everywhere. We're also on YouTube. You can listen to us there. Uh, and you can watch the little sound waves move up and down. Sometimes <laughs> it's a little bit relaxing to, to look at. And we will see you next week for Metamorphosis. Bye. Bye. <laughs>